Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Waffle. I'm your host Mark Hirons and today we're chatting to Chris Roggy. Based out of Austin, Texas, Chris's work caught my eye because he works in a similar style to myself, in a monoline style. He's created some beautiful posters and mural work. I wanted to chat to someone who works in a similar style to me to get their understanding of it. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my chat with Chris Roggy. I found you through uh, the Robin Hood work. Like, it just popped up on my feed one day. Um, really? Yeah, it's awesome. I love the the the, um, the clean type on top of the uh, illustration of the Robin Hood. It just works, doesn't it? I send that quite a lot, and the illustration in the background's being sort of muted. Um, it's just it's just really nice. I, I want to know like how how did you get that texture on the old Robin Hood logo? Because yeah, I want to yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, textures are interesting. I was actually talking with a colleague the other day about them and how they're so hard. Yeah. Um, so this this was actually um, like a Photoshop plugin that I downloaded and stuff. So okay. um, it was just something that you know you work in Vector and Illustrator, and then you just take it in there and you copy and paste, and it does a cool texture in there. Sure. Um, you know, I played around with textures uh, when I started, and they're just they're I mean they're difficult and stuff, and. Um, so it's funny because I've actually kind of like moved away from using them as much as my work because mm-hmm. I spend so much time in Illustrator and then I don't want to say like lazy, but I guess just the effect I've kind of gone to is like just moving away from them and having a little bit more clean. So uh, yeah, because I just felt like if I couldn't, because like, you know, what I've done in the past, you know, making my own texture, um, you know, whether it be like taking a picture, scanning something in, like mucking it up and um I feel like that was like I enjoyed that, but then these yeah. plugins, there's nothing wrong with them and stuff. But I always felt like I was like kind of cheating, you know, or something <laughs> like that. So I was like, ah, until I have time to like make my own textures and really play with that again, yeah. um, I just kind of kind of move away from that. Cool, they're very handy. Yeah, I need to you need to show me where where you got that one because it's awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll you're right. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, I just want to know like a bit about your story and your background because um, yeah, I, I love your work. So I just want to know a bit more about you as well, the man behind it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Um, yeah, so I grew up in a DF, DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, Texas area. Um, but before that, uh, my parents were both in the military. So grew actually born in Spain, grew up in Germany a little bit. Wow. Uh, but I, I mean, I spent most of my time in Texas. <laughs> I always say that. And my wife's like, you literally spend your whole life in Texas. But um, yeah, you know, I had that kind of military. Because my dad was in the military. Mom was in it for a couple of years. So I had that kind of military background. Um, so I think like... Looking, it's funny because I never, as I was going through these things and even starting my career, I never felt like any of these things influenced me, but kind of looking back on it, you know, that was one of the things I feel like influenced the kind of rigidness and cleanliness of my work, you know, is kind of, you know, growing up in a military family, you know, always, you know, one, two, three, you know, Um, I realized that kind of, that's one thing when I was getting started that I really drew me to kind of this style of like everything clean and like the line work especially of like you know getting very meticulous and knowing that everything has a place you know and almost like a math and then you know so then uh, moved over here um grew up I always liked art but I always and still in the back of my head I was always really bad at art like I could never draw um and so when I was in high school um, you had to take a fine arts. And so it was either like choir, band, or art. And I literally just signed up for art because I thought it was cool and I wanted to be good at it. But I wasn't. Like, I didn't think I was good at it. And um, and so I just kept trying, you know, and I'd say, like, that's another, like, 
thing about myself is I think I've just always kept trying and always just kept putting one foot in front of the other just because I still to this day don't feel like I'm that good like My. when you reached out to me for the podcast I was like oh, this is so cool you know and um, really excited but I still feel like I'm constantly trying to push myself and so um, went to school for design and the weird thing about that too is I kind of stumbled into it um, I went to college down at Texas State. It's in a town south of Austin called San Marcos. And um, I initially stumbled into it because I went down there and kind of knew through some classes in high school that, you know, I really liked the art. I was just kind of more creative. You know, I, I didn't really get science and math and all that. I enjoyed it and had like a little knowledge, but I was like, that's not my thing. And so uh, I. I went down there and I was like, well, I want to be on the creative side and I want to kind of get into marketing. And they're like, well, do you want to sell it or do you want to design it? And I was like, ah, oh, design, that sounds really cool. And it wasn't until about like halfway through my first year where I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right I'm, a, I'm a designer, okay. And um, But yeah, it was really cool and then I just stumbled into that and when I graduated, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I like... I literally, I remember like the week after I graduated, I was like, oh crap, like I got to get a job in this. And I don't know, like I just kind of expected, you know, you, you go through high school, you go through college and you, you know, you get a degree and then like the jobs just come and yeah. definitely weren't coming for me at all. You know, a lot of my, Tech State has a really good program and a lot of my, um, not colleagues, uh, other students, yeah. um, they, they, they went out to get these great jobs and I was kind of looking at them and seeing their portfolio, my portfolio. And I was like, I'm not, it's like, I'm not there. Like they're really good and I'm not. And so, um, for me, I think my biggest thing has always been pushing myself and doing side work. Um, and so like, that's kind of where I'm even at now too, is, uh, I have a nine to five. I work at a tech company here in Austin cool. uh, called favor delivery. Um, and I'm the art director there. But I'm still like uh, just doing illustrations and freelance work in my side, and so just trying to push myself there too. So, um, yeah, nice. Just like quick, quick little story. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, actually, I, just, I didn't realize you worked for Favor as well because um, I was going to talk about the, the projects you did with them uh, a bit later on. But I was wondering, uh, did as the military sort of parents did they um, does that influence your day to day life in any way? Um, I'd I'd say. Yeah, I'd say my like regimen. I'm very, I'm very much like one, two, three. Like I gotta get it right. done. You know, like yeah. my wife and I were talking this weekend. You know, like I'll wake up on a Saturday, you know, um, and be like, all right, we gotta hang these four pictures. I got this right. thing for garage. I gotta organize the garage. I gotta get this done. And so, you know, I'd say it's probably a little bit of my like OCD and stuff, but also you know like uh, the military and stuff, and just kind of like. I get things done, and that's also yeah. my instant gratification, which I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, like, I want to have it now, but, um, yeah, it just helps to get things done, because I started to realize, too, I'd, and I and I mean, I still do, I have, a, you know, a notebook full of projects that I've, like, started, and hmm. what's funny is the Robin Hood one, it, it falls into that, is that was just a self-initiated project when I was, before, actually, it was when I was applying to Favor, and then that in-between times in my life when I was, like, I, I always wanted to do an alcohol label, an alcohol design, yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to start doing it, you know, and it's, it's funny because I started it, kind of got the logo, and then the next step was to do, you know, the can design, and then I got hired, and so now yeah, it's in this, you know, pile of projects that I'm, I'm bound and determined, you know, to finish, so. Nice. I look forward to the finished thing, but that's cool, because I've I set up, um, like, a bit more of a, reg like a routine and regimen like this year, um, 
obviously being New Year and everything, New Year's resolutions and all that. It's going well so far. I've got a diary and everything. I'm planning it a bit more and um, yeah. <laughs> like the idea yeah, is to- I, that's like my biggest, one of my biggest advices and I kind of stumbled into is like having a regimen, yeah. setting deadlines for yourself and then, yeah, setting deadlines for yourself because, you know, I like I'll wake up three hours before work and work for three hours and then go to work and um, before I would, you know, I wasn't good. I'd like, I'm tired, I'm asleep in today yeah. and then I wouldn't set any deadlines for a project and then um, another freelance like one-off logo would come in and I'd jump on that and so I'd never get anything that I wanted to do done and so my New Year's resolution is in this year is, um, and it was kind of last year too, of like stop taking the smaller things and doing the things that, you know, you really want to do for yourself and you're excited about because I started to see myself get these you know, and when you started, when I started, you know, it was like a friend of a friend needs a logo, their yeah, budget's yeah. 20 bucks. And, you know, I was excited about that at the time and not that there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and I'll still always do, you know, these one-off kind of designs for friends. But, um, I kind of said like, you know, this year I just want to focus on, you know, completing that Robin Hood design project and sure. doing a couple more of these things where I'm, you know, get really excited about. Nice. Uh, well, I was wondering how you got to, uh, love this style, the, the city um, thing you did for favor. Uh, how did you get to that sort of style, and how, like, how, where did you find it, and how did you come to love it so much? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's kind of like I stumbled into it when I got out. Like I said, when I got out of school, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Didn't have a style. Didn't really, you know, when you in design school, they kind of push you to learn a bunch of different things, right? And then you kind of take it from there. But when I felt when I came out, I was like, I don't know what to do, and so. I, I, I tried a bunch of different things, you know, and I still, I love bits and pieces of all of them, you know, but I did a lot of like hand lettering when I first got out, you know, and designers like John Contino from New York, you know, he really inspired me there, that rough, gritty, just like hand drawn, you know, I really enjoyed that. And like I said, like I have never been good at like drawing has never been my thing. And so I think that's one thing I kind of was struggling with when I got out of school was I wasn't really good at art, you know, and I, I knew I had a, an eye for design. I knew like, this is what's, this is what looks good and this is what I want to get towards. And so I think for me, it was just trying a bunch of different styles and this line art was the first one where I felt like I could start doing and I was like, I really like how that looks, you know, and I feel like that looks really polished and that's getting the look I want. And so you know honestly it's just grown since then i mean line art obviously like i didn't invent by any means you know brian steely um he's a huge like inspiration when i saw what he was doing i was like all right yeah like that's 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 really cool and so for me it's kind of like i just stumbled into it and it was it was just like you know like a couple lines small illustration and then you know it just kind of grew of like all right like i get this i can make things look the way i want them to you know it was the first time where i felt like I had a style that I could illustrate in that I could see something in my head and I could illustrate it and it could look like what it was supposed to, you know, with drawing, it was never like, I'd see something I'd draw and like, ah, it doesn't look, that doesn't look good, you know? And so this line art, it was the first time where I felt like I could see something in my head and I could illustrate it and come out looking great. And it's so it's just kind of developed and pushed and bigger and bigger. And I mean, like this last mural I did, you know, it was, the last one I've, I've published was, um, you know, like 27 feet wide by nine feet tall. Jeez. And, um, yeah, it's just <laughs> insane. And I actually just finished up two other projects and the one that I'm finishing up now, I should hopefully go up in the new year. Um, 
it was it's four sets of illustration that are each about 70 feet wide and nine feet tall you know and done in line art style so you know that took four months to do mm. you know waking up early and stuff but it was just one of those where they'd tell me what they want and i really could just envision it you know and i felt like yeah i'm, I'm really excited to share that one because i feel like that one's kind of been a culmination of the line art me pushing that style a little bit and um yeah just very detailed so i'm excited it's awesome awesome mirrors as well i love them um the because you put a time lapse up like how long did that take like the, the um the favorite one the favorite one yeah. yeah um so the latest one i've done i think the design of that took about like see like 14 hours but that's the other thing yeah. too is like the one thing is the old expression like measure twice cut once you know <laughs> I feel like I've really kind of like tried to push myself to do that more and more in design and even like my art direction too, you know, so much like someone will be like, all right, I, w I want, I need this design, you know, and before I just be like, all right, cool. And I'd go and do it. And then I, by the time I got back to them, they'd realize like, oh, it doesn't need to be that or, you know, this and that. And so now I try to kind of push and like, why do you need it? You know, is this the right direction, you know, and pushing yeah. before and so for me, it was a lot of like, all right, what content are we putting in this mural, you know, and knowing, I think knowing your design style, knowing where it's going and the space you have really helps too, because, you know, we'd be talking and we'd be like, all right, I think this is, these are the items that need to go on this mural because it's places in Austin. And in the back of my head, I knew how I was going to illustrate them. And so I could kind of, you know, kind of push and say like, all right, we need a couple more restaurants or that building might be a little too big for this style. So is there another one that's similar, you know? And so I think it's finding nice. those. And so when it came time to design, design actually was like the easiest part, you know? Um, and so the design took about, yeah, 10, 10, 14 hours. And then the painting though, that took <laughs> about like six to four. I think this one was actually only 40 hours um, because I had another designer, yeah. but uh yeah, and, and it was rough too because I feel like the whole, the whole, because uh, we're a startup, uh, favor is. And so everything we do, it's, you know, you're wearing multiple hats there. And so, you know, like we don't have the budget to hire this like great production team that can help paint. And so it's me and the other designer. But also while we're painting it, we're still having to do the rest of our job, you know, so email design, web design, ads, and stuff. And so. I think that's kind of the tone of my life right now is like, it's not like I can, I'm just doing one thing that I focus on. I'm doing all a bunch of things at the same time and balancing them. But the cool thing is you learn from it. So learn from doing all those things. So yeah, it's, it took a long time, but uh, once we got to the end, I think I felt like we were like, all right, pretty confident that if we need to do it again, we feel, you know, each time I've done it, you know, you get quicker or something. Yeah. A little easier. I, lo I love, um, how long it took is just the gratification at the end of it must be so good as well like you must be so satisfied yeah it's it's weird because it's one of those where like you do feel super satisfied but then at the same time <laughs> after the idea right so the idea starts and you plan the content and you do the sketch and then you do the design and then you you know sketch it on the wall and then you paint it on the wall and then it's done you feel gratified and then at the same time you're also like I'm ready to not look at this anymore. <laughs> you know, like, I'm ready for the next one. Like, I've spent 60 hours on this project so far. Like, let's just go and do it on the next one. So I think, yeah, I like, uh, it is very gratifying. Like, the painting part, especially, like, when you get done with that. Like, that last line is really awesome. But I think the most gratifying part for me is when 
I can look back on a project a couple months later and still enjoy it and still almost kind of get like taken back like oh dang man you did that you know like it's cool because the first favorite mural it's at the the HQ so the office I work in every day and it's like right when you walk in and yeah. it's fun you know still seeing it and still being excited by it and still but still realizing like man I've come a, a long way from that you know even and that was you know only a year ago so amazing that's awesome uh what do they what do favor do yeah, so Favorite's a delivery company, so I know there's lots of apps, you know, over, I think there's some over in the UK, but there's some throughout the um, US too. It's an app similar to like Uber and Lyft, oh, but okay. instead of people, we deliver things, so it's mainly food, I'd say, is our bread and butter um, of what we deliver, um, but it's it's anything, so the cool thing, right, is like if you have a McDonald's, you know, that doesn't offer delivery, or, yeah. you know, your local mom and pop bakery, you know, um, we it's an app you download. Then we have we call them runners, and those are the people that go go and get your yeah. um, go and get the items and deliver it. And so it's been it's been a fun. I've always been an in house designer. That's kind of the way my career's just taken. And um, and so it's cool because working in their style all the time it really pushes it because you know like it's delivery, you know. And so yeah. although we're always exploring new avenues and you know new projects, it's it. It's the same thing, and so I think that same thing with the illustration is like trying to push that, and we're kind of just getting to a point where we're kind of pushing that illustration style too, you know, to where it's not as much line work and stuff like that. So it's always, I mean, I think design is always just pushing yourself and trying to, you know, like even once you get comfortable in a style, how do you evolve it just a little, you know, like I, I told one of my colleagues that I was like, I try to always never do clouds the same. And although, like, to the naked eye and most people, they look super similar, you know, because there's only so many ways you can illustrate clouds and line yeah. style, you know. I always try to do it a little different. Like, maybe instead of perfect circles, there are regular circles. Maybe the, the caps, instead of, you know, closing in on a line on the bottom, maybe they, they're open and stuff. So just trying to always keep it just a little fresh and new. This, uh, the style that, that you've adopted with that as well, it's, um, it works so well. Like for that sort of company, because of cities, you got you have the city map and um, the style works just naturally in straight lines. And cities, obviously, being buildings are straight lines. And um, like the symmetrical, I was like one thing I wrote down before the podcast is like having something symmetry like in that style. It's just so beautiful. Um, I think I think humans are attracted to symmetry anyway, like in people and and buildings and design anyway. But yeah, it was just it's lovely. It works. Um, Thanks. Yeah, no, and uh, it's it's funny you say that because I think that's one thing that I, I guess the rigidness of my life and the symmetry of the work, like I love, yeah. and so like even you see in like the credit card, it, it's yeah, so good. you know have the <laughs> those couple organic shapes, but it's still literally just for one section, you know, mm. repeated, flipped, and then flipped again, you know, and it, the poster I did that actually wasn't for favor, um, the after hours twenty sixteen poster. Um, well, I really, it's, it's interesting because that was a true test of, you know, like you were saying, the, the organicness of nature, but also the symmetry and stuff, you know, it's, it's, it was a little, that was a little more conceptual, you know, it was called the mm. circles of life and it was, you know, about all the different ecosystems in the world, but that one was really fun. And I feel like I got to explore kind of like, how do you balance the symmetry of these circles and these perfect circles and these perfect lines, but also with these unsymmetrical creatures, you know, all these yeah. animals. So that one is really hard because, you know, and animal animals and anything organic always really push me, you know, like people, 
and animals and you know those forms like th- that's what always challenges me i'd say the most is you know because yeah buildings are buildings man they're, yeah, they're, they're easy they're, you know easy you know <laughs> it's easy to represent but animals you know like i think the hardest thing to represent is things that people know like they're supposed to look a certain way right like a building that's yeah. fun because like you can you can do it super weird and everyone's going to understand that that's a building but like a rhinoceros like is it going to look like a unicorn or, a <laughs> or something but it's hard to get get right yeah no that's a good point i didn't think about that actually because i've been obviously doing this uh, city playing card project and um like you say you, you do one has to one side and then just flip it and it's, it's done um well, in the mid- most of them anyway um but yeah, I just wonder, have you heard of uh, Deliveroo? Are they in the US or not? Sorry, what was that? Have you heard of Deliveroo? It's like a. Oh, it's like no, a, yeah, we don't, we don't, but we know about them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah, more or less the same thing. Yeah. So I wondered. Um, yeah, I wondered if they had them in the US. But yeah, I suppose like like Uber Eats and stuff as well. Um, Uber Eats, yeah, Postmates and DoorDash, yeah. So it's a lot of competitors doing the same thing. Just, I'd say we do it better, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so you deliver other stuff than food as well. That's cool. That's the cool thing about it. Um, yeah, I think that's our that's what sets us apart. Is one we do things other than food, and two yeah. we do we'll do anything, any type, any type of food. Some of the rest, cool. some of the apps only like partner with certain restaurants, and we do. I mean, anything you can walk into and order ahead. So nice, nice. Let's come to the UK. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. One day. <laughs> What's been your favorite project to um, to design? Yeah, that's a it's a hard one. I'd you know, I'd say if I had to pick one, honestly, it'd be that after hours poster that I was just talking about. Cool. Um, I'd say if I had to pick a couple, and I'll explain them in a sec. It would be um, that first favor mural I did, and then the credit card design. Like those are, yeah. I'd say, the, some of my top three and. So the after hours one I'd say is my favorite because it was a culmination of I'd been working at Favor for a while and it was the first it was it was an art show and so after hours is a poster show that happens in Austin every year right. and it's all the posters every year they pick a charity and so the theme this year was it was um, it was benefiting this organization here called Austin Pets Alive and so the theme was like paws claws. Uh, frills and gills and stuff and and so you know it was it and so it was i really enjoyed it because i got to do do more of the art you know uh love favorite delivery but like i said it's delivery you know and so like it's cities and there's you know it's not not as much of like you know tapping into you know kind of the artistic style and so for me it was cool because that was the first project that I was able to kind of do more of an art piece, but also I felt like having worked at Favor and having developed this style, mm. I was I was really confident in what I was creating. You know, I feel like in the past when I've created something more art, it was just it was weird, you know, and like it got done at the end and I was like, I don't know if I really like that. And so this is kind of this is cool because I felt like it was it was everything coming to a head of like this art that I'd always thought about and then this you know this line of work that I've kind of worked on perfecting and so yeah. yeah and and it was cool because once I put it out I felt like that was one project that I saw and this might sound weird but like immediate return on because it was yeah. it was free it was nonprofit it was an art show but I saw. You know, I think when you put out the projects that you feel good about, like, you know, this this card deck, that's why I'm super excited for you. And it's because when you put these projects out that 
you're excited about and you're passionate about and you feel good about and they're and they're, and they're in the style you want and portraying the thing you want even if you do it for free like the projects will start rolling in the the four four money projects start rolling in people, they'll see that you know they'll receive it well like they yeah. can tell you put in the work towards it and they can tell you have passion towards it it's the projects that might look really cool, but you can just tell that there's no heart into it and there's no passion behind it that people kind of, they'll take in and they'll appreciate, you know, but no one's, no one, you know, is going to come back for it. And so for me, that poster was that project where I felt like I put it out in the world and it was really well received because of kind of a culmination of everything. And, and then, you know, the favorite delivery, I'd say the credit card and the mural, like the city, the cityscapes and the mural kind of, I'd say coming kind of together. And those are kind of, why I enjoy those because that's where really I felt like that's the starting point where I look back and I'm like that's where everything really started to work you know um everything before you know looking back like there's products that I enjoy you know like the Robin Hood was before that and there was a design I did for a friend's wedding that was really well received that I really liked you know but once I kind of got to favor it was like putting all of that together and things just really started to click and so the mural the cities and then the credit card was awesome because uh you i feel like designers we always do this we always procrastinate to the end and then we work best when we're under that like you yeah, know fire, out. Fire us, yeah yeah and so that credit card was literally that of where nice. we had a bunch of deadlines and the credit card was kind of the last thing on it and we reached a point where it was just like all right you pretty much have a day to design this and so it was kind of under that pressure, you know, that this came out. And honestly, like, I, th- I think it's my most viewed piece on Dribble, And wow. so it's just, it, yeah, it was just really cool. And I, you know, I work so much digitally. Um, I always enjoy, like, the murals and the print things that, you know, you can hold and see and see out in the real world and stuff. So um, it, it, uh, it reminds me of Ameri- sort of American Express. I- so I can't like picture exactly what the American Express cars look like. But I'm sure I've seen something in a similar style on um, like a TV or something, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I mean, I love I love bank cars that look different, like not just blue and not just not just like a plain blue sheet. It's, it's boring. Yeah, and that's exactly what we wanted to do is something in our style that's unique that hopefully someone can kind of appreciate. So those yeah. are actually the cards that our runners, the ones who deliver, they use, and so when they're nice. paying for something. Um, that's what they use, and so I kind of wanted something that hopefully, when they're out in the wild, or they'd enjoy looking at and using every day. Sweet. Um, so I'm going to go into my, my last three questions. Uh, actually, no. First of all, what do you? Because I'm, I'm still like undecided on what to call this style. Like, do, is there a proper name for it? I don't know, man. I, I'd say the best way is just monoline. Monoline, right? Everything's the same weight and stuff. But that's one thing that I think I'm trying to push and explore too. If you know, like strokes versus fills when i first started everything was just a stroke like i could you know grab every piece on the artboard and it would all just be one single stroke and so yeah now i'm trying to like play and so like if you see like the last mural you kind of that i did the bhp one there's some strokes and some fills to kind of add to that dimension and stuff so i'd say monoline art would be the way to kind of call it cool i'm gonna start using that now <laughs> um cool uh so the last three questions I try and ask everyone now is uh, so your best purchase under a hundred dollars. Yeah, best purchase <laughs> under a hundred dollars. Wow, that one's a good one. So it's hard because I mean all I really use is Illustrator and uh, my Mac, and so 
yeah, like I don't use a lot of texture, so I don't buy a lot of these packs anymore. I guess, you know what I'll say for that? I guess I'd say like my dribble membership, um, just because like the community dribble has, um, and I know it's changed a lot. You know, some people say like, ah, oh, it's too much like of a show now. But for me, like the coolest thing is how much they push um, your city, you know, like when you go hover over shots, you know, like the where you live, Austin area. So for me is there. And, I've been able to kind of discover these Austin artists and Austin has a lot of great designers and um, it's cool because you just, you're able to meet them, you know, and I think I'm sure as you kind of figure out in the design community, although big, it's, it's pretty small. And when you reach out to people and just ask them their story and what they are and, yeah. you know, people are receptive. And so I guess for me, my dribble membership, um, and granted, that's kind of cheating because every year it probably ends up being more than 100 at the <laughs> scope of life. But for me, it's just the fact of like this community that I've been able to like meet people through online and then meet people in real life. And um, Steve Wolf, actually, um, huge dribble guy, yeah, one of the biggest guys from Austin, when I was between jobs in favor and I was, I was still kind of figuring out like, what the hell am I doing? What's the next step, you know? Um, I just reached out, like I saw him on dribble, a huge fan of his, just like shot, uh, email over to him and got coffee with him and he offered me cool. some great advice, you know? And so I guess, yeah, yeah. I'll say, I'll say dribble because it's just, it's, it's tight knit. And the fact that, you know, you have to get drafted at least the people here, I feel like are all passionate about it, you yeah, know, whether, whether their skill level, you know, that's the nice thing, but I'd say everyone's passionate about here. So the dribble membership is really, I think, and garnered me to be able to put my work out there and I think get discovered. So that's awesome. I think I, I definitely need to work on dribble a bit more. Um, cause I've heard lots of stories about people easily getting clients from it as well. Um, which yeah, something I need. So, <laughs> so we need to, we need yeah. to push that. <laughs> yeah. Push on dribble. And I think the one, uh, yeah, dribble, dribble's gotten me a lot of clients, um, and a lot cool. of acquaintances that have led to clients. And I think the biggest advice I always have is like, and uh, we're, we're curated, right? I mean, everyone is. And so you put things out in the world and then, you know, I've gone back and like, oh, I'm going to delete that now. It doesn't really affect me anymore. And so I think that's the nice thing. Like I always say, like tell myself, it's like, you just got to put it out there, you know, and guess what? The worst thing that can happen is you delete it in three months, you know? So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I got to delete some stuff and then put some new stuff up. Um, <laughs> we're working it. Uh, what is the best book you've read or podcast you've listened to? Um, so, I mean, I'm a, like, it's uh, funny cause I bad at reading, um, and I feel like it's kind of a cop out, but uh, Draplin, that's his uh, <laughs> poster back there. I mean, I Draplin's it. book is just, <laughs> I, I love his just like, just like grab life by that horns and just like ride it and just fucking do it, you know? So I think that is, it, it's fun because I've seen him talk a bunch and dude's super talented, you know? But I think the biggest thing about his work is he's just, you know, kind of, just crude and just like screw it just do it man you know and so his was one that you know i have a lot of these design books that i flip through that are more um you know like curated old pieces of content you know so i just got one for christmas that was a bunch of this old type that was super helpful and nice. you know i uh folded over a bunch of pages that i was like i'm gonna use that for inspiration and so they've been super inspiring but i think the Draplin one was one that i literally just like sat down one morning with a cup of coffee and just like read like front to back That's and cool. was just like got inspired and yeah he's he's a, he's a yeah larger in life dude yeah he certainly is and <laughs> so many people it's amazing actually how big he doesn't 
I don't think he realizes how big he actually is. Um, no. Because, it's, funny story, but he's actually coming on the podcast tomorrow night. Um, That's tomorrow, yeah, are you yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. I've, emailed, I've, I've spoken to him before and I've spoken to him in person when he came to London, but I'm still really nervous, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I saw you had him and I was, I think I, then I got nervous because I was like, he's about to have Draplin on and he's about to have <laughs> me on right before. I was like, that doesn't make, yeah. 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 This has gone smoothly though. I'm so happy with that. So hopefully tomorrow it was as well. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure it will. But yeah, it's going to be more of a Q and A style, uh, as in to just just normal talk, uh, sort of a question yeah. and answers. Yeah. Because I think so many people have heard his story before, and so many people have watched all of his talks, and I think I want to do something different. Uh, so if you've got any questions for him, let me know. Um, all right. Yeah, I'll speak on your way. Cool. Uh, final bit of advice for any creatives out there: if you've got any any bits of knowledge or advice. Advice? Yeah, no, it's funny because I was I was thinking about this and I was like, I'm sure he's gonna ask me this. Um, I'd say it's it's a couple things, right? One, and we touched on a couple of these already. It's it's setting deadlines for yourself, right? Because well, I guess I guess uh, twofold. First off, I'd say it's no matter what you do, right? Freelance agency in house. I'd say the biggest piece of advice is do freelance projects, do passion projects that you're passionate about, you know, so do these side projects that you do because you want to do and they've always excited you. Like as creatives, you know, we have all these ideas. We always have these like dream clients. And one piece of advice I got one time was um, when back in the day when I was between jobs and um, this lady, she reviewed my portfolio. She was amazing. Um, her name was Rachel Wyatt. She works for Wyatt Brand here in a smaller agency here in Austin. Um, and she kind of took me under her wing. So that was also, I guess that's another piece of advice. When you're a younger designer, find those people that will kind of take you under their wing and help you out, you know, give you advice. You know, like you can shoot a project over to and they give you some critique. And so she was reviewing my portfolio. And this is when I didn't have a style and I was still just like struggling. And she was like, what's your dream client? You know, and I was like, I was like, oh man, well, I've always wanted to do something for Vans. Like, that'd be so cool, you know? And um, the clothing company, the shoe company, and she was like, why doesn't any of your work reflect that? And I was like, it's good. And then, and I said to her, I was like, well, because they've never reached out to me. And she was like, well, they're not going to reach out to you if you don't have projects that reflect that you want to do that type of work. And so for me, it was kind of like, and that's kind of why I did Robin Hood, you know, it's like, all right, I should just start creating these projects that I want to do. And so I think, you know, that's one piece of advice. My other piece of advice is do those projects, you know, like you just, because when you do those, you feel, you feel fulfilled, right? And so it'll help you do the projects that you may not want to do, but you have to do to pay the bills. It'll make those go by a little easier because you're excited about those other passionate ones. And, you know, you'll learn from the passion projects because, you know, you get to maybe push an illustration style and then you get to learn from the projects you do at work that pay the bills, you know, because you might've had to like, work a client down off the edge of some crazy thing they wanted. So they just always balance each other out. And so for me, it's, it's those passion projects that have really like escalated my career because if I never did any of those, like I would still just be struggling to find my voice and, you know, work, you know, eight hours a day, you know, you're not, you're not really going to grow, you know, at a crazy level if you're just doing that. And so um, for me, it was, it's always having a side project going on in the background that you can kind of brainstorm on and get excited about. And then the, I guess the last piece is what we said is like setting those deadlines because if you don't ever set deadlines for those passion projects and those side projects, they're just going to fall and you're never going to finish them and you're not going to get to grow. And so 
yeah, it's kind of like being disciplined, like setting those projects and being disciplined enough to like just get those done and finish those and send them out in the world and let them live and die and, you know, see where that comes from, you know, like Robin Hood, I, you know, I've, it's been well received and people have really enjoyed it and yeah. it was just like an idea that came to me. So yeah, that's, that's my biggest advice. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Dude, thanks so much, man. Uh, where can people say hello to you and find you on the internet? Uh, where can people reach out? Yeah, yeah, so follow me. All my handles should be Roggy, R-O-G-G-E, design. Um, so Dribble, Instagram, I don't really tweet much, but uh, yeah, you can go to my site, RoggyDesign.net, and those should be uh, the places you can find me. Perfect. Well, thanks very much. Thanks so much, man. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Creative Waffle. I really enjoyed chatting to Chris, and as we work in similar styles, I think we'll definitely be communicating a bit more and, and talking through a few things. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Comment down below if you're on YouTube and maybe subscribe. Also, also if you're on iTunes, then it'd be great if you could leave us a review. They both really, really help. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next one.